Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, so I know at this point the time has passed, and so this is a hypothetical conversation, but I still want to pose this question to you because I thought it was interesting. So last weekend, we had friends over. We were grilling out, whatever. And it was the weekend that the Mega Millions was going to be selected to see if anyone was absolutely win. not. I would never. Oh, I have a question for you, though. No, 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 no. So I need you to assume that you're buying a ticket. That's what we're doing. Sure, sure. I don't buy the tickets either, but we bought a ticket. Yeah. The question is two things you have to know first. One, in different states, they require you to disclose who you are when you win it. Missouri is one of them. I did not know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Kansas does not require you, but let's just assume you bought a ticket, you win, your state does not require you to disclose who it is. Okay. My question for my group of friends was who would you tell and, or how would you lie to people about it? Because you can't not tell people there, right. there is a very, very small chance that anyone who wins that is just going to be so reclusive and quiet and timid enough to keep that information to themselves. So who would you tell? And how would you keep it a secret from people you didn't want them to know? I would tell my mom, my sister, Jared's parents, and you, and probably my best friend. And that would probably be <laughs> it. At least initially. And I mostly say that because the sum of money we're talking about, just so you guys, if you weren't aware back, Jillions. When, <laughs> back when it was going on, the jackpot was over a billion dollars. And like after taxes, it was absurd. Like even if you took the lump sum, it was like 400. Well, which you should million. take the lump sum. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're in a full agreement on this. Uh-huh. But like you could immediately overnight live off of dividends for the rest of your life. And I know someone is going to screw it up because it's just so much money. Oh, yeah. I've watched shows where people have screwed it up. Like it was like winning the lottery ruined my life or something like that. But I think the part that gets crazy is like, even though I know who I would tell, I have watched money divide families. 
in the past. And so I don't know how much, as much as I would want to make changes to my lifestyle, I don't know how much I could. Because like in an ideal world, I would like build my own house and probably build houses for a couple of family members. But like that would be very obvious to everyone else. And so I would maybe build my house, but I'm not sure I could technically go down the road. Here's my strategy. What's your strategy? strategy And you can steal it. Okay. I win. You don't have to disclose. Right. (laughs) Brian would obviously know. Yeah. We want it together. Here's the part that gets scandalous. You would be the only person I would tell. And here's why. Oh, that's great. I love it. Every other person I would lie to, they would never know I won. The only way that they would know that my life changed is because our business was successful. And we would have to ramp up our business like success. We'd have to figure out, right, how to like outsource and like scale this thing up or like create an agency to sell or like whatever the thing is. That would be the reason that all of a sudden I had money. I absolutely would use the business as a huge disguise. Yes. 100%. Okay. And our tax strategists, I would tell (laughs) (laughs) outside of like lawyers and accountants and tax strategists, you would be the only person out of Brian who would know, because I think even you telling like your mom and your best friend and your sister, whatever, you're right. Like it opens up the window to still so many things of like, well, why aren't you doing this for me? Or I don't know this or whatever. But if it's your business, that's making the money, they wouldn't ask that question. No, they wouldn't. They really wouldn't because they haven't to this this point. Right, right. And my lifestyle is definitely different than it was seven years ago. Right. No, I think that's a solid option that I definitely, well, I will disclose on the podcast and my family who's probably listening would maybe a little upset. But when I thought about it, I was like, well, if I win, I think Emily would be the first person I would tell because it would affect the business first, I think. A hundred percent. A hundred percent it would. I feel like I'm in immediately injecting X amount of cash yes. into the business. Yes. We're all taking a break. Like, yes. we're, all like, we're doing this. We're doing that. Yes. But we would even have to do that slowly because yes. like then our employees would be like, wait, 100%. what just happened? Right. Mm-hmm. I know. It would have to be intentional. But for even our team who's listening, I would lie to you. I oh, would say 100%. we got a loan. We got a grant. We got funding. We I would say we got capital. funding for yep. a project. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. And so Brian and I were talking about, there's only one other person in our friend group who owns their own business. And so him and I were like, I think honestly, we have it the easiest. If you own your own business and you win the lottery, you have the easiest shield to be able to omit that information from your friends and family. You still have to be smart about it. And you can't just be like overnight, (laughs) like my business did all these things. But like, I think you and I could figure it out in a really cool way. Yeah. And like, there's a difference in winning the mega millions that was at a billion, even if you're not, if you're taking the lump sum, you're not getting a billion, but there's a difference in that money versus like winning quote unquote, the regular lottery where you get like $10 million or something. Like, I still think I would do some specific things with 10 million. Oh, a hundred percent. But I mean, in the sense of like, if you told your mom, your sister, your best friend, oh, or whatever, no, they're not going to come after you as much because it's exactly. like, because like, they're knowing that 
after taxes four or five million isn't really going to change your life. No, no, not no, really. You just have to be smart with that to make it. They know that work. that would maybe get you through retirement if you were smart about it, but like they're not going to like right assume you're going to tens per- of millions of dollars right. is different. <laughs> so that's my strategy. Y'all it's can feel it. I feel like it's solid. Great. <laughs> it would be crazy. It would be crazy. Mm-hmm. It would be really crazy. Anyway, <laughs> just well, let's talk about other investments. <laughs> yeah, like and one of my favorite investments that I feel like people don't necessarily perceive as such of a strong investment or liability as it actually is, especially when you're a service-based business owner who's consistently at the 10k plus recurring revenue months per month. So you are making six figures, like your business is making six figures. You're scaling past your first six. Maybe you're even at 253. You're in that kind of range. Your This specific asset that you have, asset and liability, changes its weight and its intent and its purpose for you as your business scales. But our headspace around it doesn't change as fast as it should. And so I want to break down how I'm looking at the clients that we're working with and the holes where they're not seeing the opportunities that are there and the liabilities that are there so that you can maybe begin to look at kind of these things within your own business and start to make some intentional decisions otherwise. Yeah. So what's the like thing that I'm talking about? Yeah. (laughs) So I think to kind of frame it up, when you're thinking about making an investment, there's only one resource that you cannot replenish. Like you cannot get it back. And y'all know what it is, like, because you're using it every single day and it's your time, right? So time as it goes, it's gone. And so because of that, it's not something that you can refill. It's not like winning the lottery where you're just going to like land on more cash someday. Time is all you really have that's yours and then it's not. And so, well, then what I'm seeing is the biggest mistake that business owners are making at this stage are still making decisions where that time is being dished out in like a one and done, use it and lose it kind of situation. You put it into something and it equals zero at the end or negative at the end. And then that's it right? The opportunity and what our literal superpower is to do is to figure out how you can dish that time out into renewable ways, because there are ways for you to create more of it as long as it hasn't been spent yet. That's the thing is like, once it's gone, you can't bring it back, but you can't, it is a renewable resource. You can save it in the future by doing things that create systems around efficiencies and various things like that. And I think with time specifically, Perhaps part of why it becomes such a problem is early on in your business, I think so many people see, well, it's either time or money. And I got most people have way more time in the beginning than they do have cash. And so they're willing to put in more effort, even if it's like they know they need the money, but you know, they're putting in nights, weekends, they're fitting it in, they're making it work. And then as you get further along in your business, I know there's been several points where Emily and I were like, well, by this point, (laughs) the business should be doing X, Y, Z for me. And I shouldn't have to do blah, 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 blah. And I think the mistake that people are making, to your point, is they get so caught up in the 
they shouldn't always be the one spending the time that they forget that them investing it is sometimes worth far more than outsourcing that time being spent by someone else. Yeah. Well, and I think people forget that like, it's okay that you don't know how to invest that time properly. It's okay that, you know, you struggled potentially when you've tried to delegate something and ended up costing you way more time and money than you thought that it would. There are actual steps that can be put in place for you to learn how to do those things more efficiently, more effectively to literally save you money and time in the future. And I think that, you know, as business owners try to grow and scale, we just like assume that like, well, since this is the next stage that I need to be in, I just need to figure everything out by trial and error and I need to figure it out on my own and I'm just going to do it and I'm going to mess it up and then I'll figure something else out. And the reason why you think that is because that's a mentality that, that you had at the very beginning of business and it served you really, really well. And what I'm asking you to do is to begin to shift that energy and to really pause and think about how is this investment actually being spent? whether it's your time or your money, how is it actually being spent and what is going to happen on the other end? So I want to talk about how I've kind of broken down time as serving us in three different ways. And these can ebb and flow throughout, you know, your business, the stages that you're in. Sometimes like literally day by day, right? Depending on what's going on. So don't think just because you've mastered one category of time that it's never going to pop up as an issue for you right. ever again, because that's right. just not true. Okay. So I want to break down, I'm going to tell you the three different categories and I want to spend some time in each one. So time is your biggest asset. I want to talk about what that means. Time is your biggest investment opportunity and time can also be your biggest crutch. So let's talk about how time is an asset. Yeah. So in terms of asset, we think about when you own an asset, your asset grows for you, right? It serves you. It does something for you and provides for you in a way. And so if time is one of your biggest assets, it means it has the power to do more for you than a lot of the other things that you own. Like, because you can change a lot with the time that you do have. And one of the ways we really want you thinking about how to spend it, how to utilize it, is taking the things that are currently living and breathing in your brain and utilizing your time to document and create processes around what's going on upstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I, guys, I can't tell you how many calls we've been on with literal multiple seven figure business owners who it's like that meme where the person is standing there and all the like math is in front of their face. It's like, I can see it reflecting in their pupils. Like when they stare at us and it's just that kind of blank stare of them processing everything they have spent, however long it's taken them to get to the point that they are in their business right now. And there's so much living and breathing behind those eyeballs in between those ears that they have not figured out how to regurgitate that information in an effective way because they haven't understood that the asset that they hold up in their brain absolutely needs to be shared with other people and other systems and other processes in order for their business to move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hanging out right in between your ears. It's right there. And we've got to get it out into a system that makes sense. We do. We have to. And, you know, you may not know where to start, 
And I encourage you to start with the things that are reoccurring the most often for you that are requiring you to think about it coming and going the most. It literally could be as simple as I know on the 15th of the month, I need to pay the credit card. And then for like the five days leading up to needing to pay the credit card. Okay. In three days, I need to pay the credit card in two days. I need to pay, oh, I need to move money. So it's in the right account so that I can pay the credit card. Like all of that shit is taking up so much brain power when literally you could make one notation in a project management system that provides the right reminders so that you never have to think about it again. And that's like the simple things that you could figure out and do on your own. I'm talking about the things also in addition to that, because I want you to like self-filter and and no one needs to hold your hand to be able to do stuff like that. You know, those things you again, have to deliberately decide to take that time to do it. But there are so many aspects behind the scenes within the structure of your actual business that once actually put to paper, digital or otherwise, once actually created into an automated system, utilizing things on the internet that allow you to run your business effectively, it is amazing what actually morphs from that and is able to take it. And I think what Emily is alluding to here is that like these things, while it's easiest to take the stuff that's taking, like that's actually doing the least for you by sitting in your brain and like taking that out of your head first. The thing that's, that's like a one time easy peasy, get it out, get it done. This other thing Emily is talking about is like the long-term major growth effects. So like you not forgetting to pay your credit card is going to save you 10 minutes a month plus all the times you're thinking about it in between. So maybe an hour. And eventually month. money if you forget to pay it and you have a late fee. Totally. <laughs> there is some things going on there. Okay. So we're talking maybe an hour and maybe some interest charges, right? But over here, we're talking about how can you streamline your client processes and the project management behind it and the customer experience in a way so that it not only frees up your head, but it allows you to have a more streamlined, more productized client experience that is consistent from client to client. Now, what that's going to do is it's going to give you more repeatable results from client to client. It's also going to allow for more referrals, more quality referrals, because people are going to know what to expect. And the amount of time you're saving yourself later, like this is an investment now to reap the rewards for a very, very long time. It is worth it to spend the time now to save the time later. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search 
match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, and that goes into the second point of time being your biggest investment opportunity. And I say opportunities because time in and of itself is an investment unless you choose to do so. So it is an opportunity because where you spend your time matters. What we've already been talking about of where you deliberately choose to spend your time. And I mean that specifically yours. I'm not talking about your team, yours, your time is the most expensive time your business will ever pay for ever. Yeah. Your time wisely, your time. So how you spend it matters. And it's, The only thing that when we actually invest it properly and some of the things that we've already talked about can actually generate more of it. So example, it lives in our brain. We create the process. One day we're able to delegate that process. The thing that used to take the time for you to do now, someone else is doing that and achieving it while you can do something else. So it's like you are getting two things done at the same time, but it's not you having to do that. If you don't quite understand yet how much your time costs you in your business, and we help you figure that out, we have a proprietary calculator that we've created that actually helps you figure that out and every single member on your team. If you don't know how much it takes you to do things in your business, you're in for an awakening is all all I'll say. (laughs) Well, I think that that gets interesting though, is if you don't know what it's costing you, that's one thing. 
But I do think people also get caught up and they know that their time is the most expensive. And so then they're like, well, it doesn't make sense for me to do it. So I'm just going to not ever turn this information over to someone else. Or I want someone else to do it, but I don't even have the time to give them the info they need to thrive. And I'm literally so, I'm, first of all, I'm on my period. And so I'm cranky. I am so sick and fucking tired of hearing that excuse from people. I don't have time to make the time. Bullshit. I call bullshit. You have the time. Let's just say it for what it is. You're choosing not to invest that time in a way that's actually going to get you your time back and move your business forward. You're spending just call it, some it for other what way. it is. You're spending it some other way. You're spending it another way. And sometimes we don't have another choice. I hear that. Sometimes we're too afraid to spend it a different way. I hear that too. But to sit here and say, I don't have time to generate systems or processes or spend the time here to get some of that back is a rookie business move and you are no longer a rookie. You aren't. How many years of business have you been? And I don't even fucking care. If you're listening to this, you're not a rookie. If you made it this far, you're not. That's for sure. Right? Okay. I want to talk about how your time is also your biggest crutch. And this is kind of where my rant is starting to go. When you don't know how to spend the time, when you don't know how much the time costs, when you don't know how it should be properly delegated, where your time makes the most sense for it to be spent in order for you to reach the goals that you actually have in your business, right? Should you be spending time to build more relationships so you can land more leads because you need to land more clients? Do you need to spend your time to set up your systems and your operations and your structure so you can delegate and onboard some people so you can increase your capacity in a different way? And there's 70 million other scenarios that I could play out of how your time could actually be spent. You need to decide that we can help you figure that out, but you have to come to the table ready. What's going to happen is it gets sucked up in things that don't actually move you forward. The things that literally someone else could do, the thing that a system could do, the thing that an automation could do, right? Where we're just going to keep telling our stories about how, I don't know tech. I don't know anyone who could help me. This feels messy. This feels clunky. I don't know how to maintain it. It's time to put our big kid pants on and understand that we're running an actual company here and not a hobby that sometimes just makes money. And I know you know that. So let's figure out how to stop wasting the time because once it's wasted, we can't get it back. But time that hasn't been yet spent can be renewable. Let that sink in. The time that hasn't yet been spent could be renewable if you're spending it in the right way. And I think the fact of the matter is that you're often choosing the route that you feel the most comfortable with. And I understand, but... You are a business owner who desires to see growth. And I'm not saying all of you want revenue growth. Some of you don't. But yeah, I know you can we get past the only definition of growth being money. Right. But I know you as an individual want to grow and evolve and you want to see your life or lifestyle have changes. And so if that's the case, it requires you to be willing to have individual change. And if you continue to pick the route that you're most comfortable with, either not learning new skills or not learning how to properly delegate or not like not learning how to be a leader, not learning how to manage, then you're ignoring the ways in which you could be really effective with your use of time. And I often see you picking the route that is just going to 
take you from A to B, not like set you up from going to A to Z and like give you what you need. Because I think often it requires more of an upfront give. And some of you don't want to do that. But I think it's because you feel like you should be over that now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, now I'm here. I got this point. So I don't need to do that anymore. And I should have to sacrifice that time in order to get to the place I want to be. But I think the interesting thing is there are other places in your life that you're freely giving it all the time and it's fine with you there. And so I'm wondering, at least to start, can you recapture some time that you're just giving away without hesitation? And I'm not saying it needs to like, sacrifice your relationships or sacrifice your quality time with family or anything like that. But I I remember at one point in my business, I had to slow down on my volunteer work because it started to feel like I was running. Having two jobs. I had two jobs (laughs) and they were too similar. My like the volunteer stuff I was doing was too similar to my everyday role in the company. And so it was like, I was working all day and then all evening I was doing a lot of the same type of tasks. And then so I didn't have any recovery period. And so the time I would spend the next day, I was so tired and so burnt out that it wasn't quality. And so you also have to think about what's going to give you renewable energy. And some of it is absolutely the systems and processes we're talking about internally within your business. But also it's like actually getting enough sleep so that you can like show up for yourself, setting a project down. Yeah. This is the advice I gave in a coaching call the other day when we were talking about time. Someone asked the question, it was related to being a parent in business, but there's a thousand other things in your life that take up that time, right? And it was about how you prioritize spending focused time on whatever it is, the thing that you want to spend it on. For some people, it's kiddos and spending the focused time that you have in business. And this is especially true for people who have, you know, not typical hours, right? Where you're like, I work eight to five and that's it or 10 to two and that's it. But it's like, maybe you work in the morning and then something has to happen in the middle of the day and then you work again in the afternoon and it's really hard to kind of balance and decide. And so the piece that I shared, and I got this from someone else too, I don't know who said this, but it's about understanding like, what are your non-negotiables that you want to spend your time on? And what are things that you're convincing yourself that you have to, or should spend your time on? And ultimately then what is the filter of the things that you can cut? So for example, if we just take like my parent-child situation or even partner situation, right? My non-negotiables are like, Every Wednesday night, we have a date night. We have childcare for that, so we have a date night. For me, I care being present for dinner and sitting down for family meals is a priority for me. I care that my weekends, my nights, bedtime for my kiddo and weekends are spent on family activities and not work. So what I give up because of that is I don't care who does my laundry. I don't care who grocery shops. I don't care who, you know, organizes my house or does the yard or picks out the plants, literally any of that. Those are things I don't want to spend my time valuing because I want to prioritize other things. And you can do this first in your personal life so that you can learn this skill in your business life, right? Because are there things that other people on our team do in our business that sometimes I wish I did? Yes. Hundred thousand percent. And I also understand that my value of my time 
is better spent somewhere else. And I can actually move our company forward and keep our doors open for longer and seek opportunities that are going to mean really cool things for us and our team. And ultimately, that's more important than me doing some of those tasks. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think the part that's confusing and perhaps why so many of you struggle with this is you have a lot of competing things going on here. We're talking about know how much your hour is worth, but also sometimes you have to do the work that doesn't make sense upfront investment wise. We're also talking about, you know, setting priorities. So it doesn't make sense for you to do certain things, but sometimes it's way better for you to do certain things. And I get that these are like competing things where you're like, well, I just don't fucking know. I just don't know. And we're not asking you to understand all of it overnight. But what we are asking you to consider is, can you let go of some of the expectations that society has put on us, both as how we interact in our everyday life as a parent, as a partner, as a person? Can we also consider what the expectations of a business of your stage or of you making X amount of money? Like, can we set aside the expectations of what you should be doing in your role as CEO and consider what are the unique ways you can bring value to this company because you run the dang thing? And then can we really consider your personal priorities rather than the priorities of everyone else around you just spitting at you what they want. And it is hard to push back. It is hard to go against the grain. But I can tell you with enough practice, it has meant that my business is both nimble because it can allow me to live the lifestyle I need in a period that evolves and changes with both me as a human and as my life evolves and changes, like the difference Emily needed when Penelope was an infant versus her going to kindergarten are two very different things. But then her being home right now, two weeks in summer break, and it's the worst day ever. <laughs> Everyone's been fighting. <laughs> it's on day two <laughs> of 12. <laughs> It'll be a lot, but it, we will get through it together. I can distract you in the business as much as you need. You can come work here if you need to. But I want you guys to acknowledge that like, just because the world says it has to be a certain way doesn't mean you have to give in to that. But I want you to also be willing to see and willing to face where are you taking the easy road and where are there opportunities for you to get this back in such a renewable way that it's going to allow you to optimize and create efficiencies? I'll talk about for a second, what does it look like when you're there? We were on a client call for a big milestone with one of our clients in the incubator. And this woman had invested upfront in her client experience and client process. And she talked about how that was a lot of work. But now she's talking about when she has to make adjustments to send out a new proposal that it only takes her 10 to 15 minutes instead of an hour or two or more. She also mentioned that the price point of her offer is 3x what her average client brought in previously. And because of that, it's freed up so much time inside of her business and lifestyle that she is trying to fill it back up 
And we challenged her to really consider how do you want to be spending your time now that you have more of it? And that's what's on the other side of this. When you have these efficiencies built inside of your business, when you've spent the time up front to get it on the back end, you will have the ability to reassess and create new change for yourself. And it's scary and it's weird because literally I had to talk to her about like, what are your desires? What do you enjoy doing that you want to do more of that previously you didn't have time for? Do you want to cook? Do you want to craft? Do you want to create? Like, well, and this is, it's, good. it's, it's the super fucking hard unlearning process of the hustle culture that we all say we don't want to be a part of, but like, is our innate inner yeah. like thread tether to like the nucleus that is capitalism? <laughs> it's hard. It's it is hard. literally like the upside down. If you watch Stranger Things, it is the creature. It's oh, Vecna. Yeah. It's Vecna with all those like little tentacles. Those are like the new project ideas and audience ideas and offer ideas. As soon as you start to like open up the ease in that space, you're like, well, this can't be how fun business is. It's such a strange place to be. I told my husband no less than three times last night after work, I am bored. And he just kept looking at me like, that is a you problem, not a me problem, which it totally is. But I reminded myself that being bored is a fucking privilege. I was like, and it's where creativity abounds. And it's I was where like, I don't have happen. anything I have to do. Mm-mm. I don't have Mm-mm. anywhere I have to be. There's nothing good on TV and nothing that I wanted to consume in that way. And it's like, when you get the space to be that again, there's opportunities there. And I think so often we look at space and like emptiness is like a problem when really it can be such an opportunity for rest and thoughtfulness and like renewing to you. I don't know. Emily and I took a whole year, 18 months even. Yeah. Where we're like, how can we do the bare minimum? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it worked so well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> so I know that our relationship with time is finicky. And I know that a lot of the resources about time out there are garbage, truly. My advice will never be wake up earlier and start with a 12 mile run and never see your family. And that's the only way for you to be productive. And I'm not saying that once you have systems and automations and processes figured out that you aren't still going to have to do the innate gut check that is required for humans who live in the world that we live in, for the society that we live in with the needs that we have. I wish we all gave permission a little bit to more things in our life to change and evolve and shift as we need them to be, including our structure and systems. It's there to help support us. It's not a rigorous framework that has to be followed every single time. And I do think that there's a balance to that. And I know for a fact that we are experts at identifying that balance for service-based business owners. And so if you want to chat what that looks like, our DMs are literally always open. Over at Boss Project on Instagram, I want to hear what you're thinking about time, about your relationship with it, about your pushback to figuring out how to get more of it, and really sit with What does that actually mean for not just your here and now, but the future of your business as well?
Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.